This episode is brought to you by the Young Farmer Business Program, an initiative of the New South Wales Department of Primary Industries. To help you get the skills you need for the office, not the paddock, visit youngfarmer.nsw.gov.au. Thanks for tuning in to the Future Farmers Network Mentor of the Month podcast, where we hear from industry experts about their career journey, highs and lows, challenges, opportunities, and everything in between. As always, we'd love to get your input in these conversations, so please send in your questions. Uh, we'd also love to hear any suggestions on future guests, so let us know if you've got any out there that uh, you'd like to hear from. Without any further ado, I'd like, I'm pleased to introduce the mentor of the month. I've got Brooke Cavaney here. Um, so Brooke's studying, well, actually studies agricultural science and uh, currently finishing her PhD thesis down at Charles Sturt and Wagga. So welcome, Brooke. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. No, thanks for coming on. It's um, looking forward to the catch up. Yeah, it should be good. So yeah, pretty much tell us about where it started for you. Yeah, so I, I grew up on a farm near Young, and so obviously always had a, had a passion for agriculture, but it yep. uh, probably took me a while to realise how deep-stemmed that was. And so that's, throughout high school, I always enjoyed science subjects, you know, biology and learning, teaching new things and systems approaches. But, uh, look, I had no idea what I was, you know, where I was going with that in life. and um, I, you know, my particular high school had a focus on um, courses that were presented at universities in Canberra, so we are quite close to Canberra, yeah, so yeah. it was more of a law and medicine and physiotherapy, it was definitely not agriculture focused, yeah. and uh, so I, I submitted um, to get into a course in medicine and accepted that, but decided to take a gap year, which was probably a good idea went to Canada and burned around there, came back, did the same. And, and then I had no desire to do anything like that. And I was a bit lost and a, a family friend said, why don't you do agriculture? You know, you like the farm and, and it never occurred to me. So that's where it, that's where it started. But um, from then on, I, I did ag science at Wagga Uni at Charles Sturt. And uh, I guess I thought I was going to be an agronomist because that's what you know, you say you're going to do most of the time. And then I did three, uh, a week's work, work experience at an agronomy place and I really didn't like it. And then I was pretty lost. I, I, my, you know, three years of telling myself I was becoming an agronomist became redundant overnight and I didn't know what to do. And I was fortunate enough to um, have a, a mentor that was a lecturer at the university and, and he suggested a, an honours project, so it's just an extension of um, ag science and you go and do a, a one-year project, science project, essentially. And I did that in Vietnam, studying rice shrimp farming systems in the yeah, meat right. pond. So it was pretty, pretty different to anything I'd seen here in Australia. We don't really grow much rice or, at all, but we definitely don't grow it in conjunction with shrimp and uh, just a stone's throw from the ocean. So it was pretty eye-opening. And then yeah, um, I still really didn't know what I was doing and, and he suggested to do a PhD. And I guess that's where the love of research 
just kept going and and now you know I've developed that passion for you know finding answers and and but still very deeply based in agriculture and issues yeah, that we have yeah so so that's where it all started and and um I guess it was a a flow on effect there was definitely no plan or path but it's you know it's worked out the way that I couldn't imagine it to be elsewise so pretty yeah pretty nice lucky. nice yeah. Did you ever pick yourself uh, becoming or going no. into research? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, um, I, I right. thought, I've always, as I said, I've always loved the science, but I just didn't think I was cut out for it. But, I mean, I just see it as my job is teaching myself about finding new things out. And then, you know, I deliver, I, I find out those things through experimenting and, present that research to other people so they can learn and find things out. So yeah, I guess nice. that's a different way of looking at it. And that's probably, yeah, yeah, that's, that's all it is. And I guess a PhD gives you skills to keep doing that in a different way. Yeah, so, definitely. you know, that's the way I keep, keep a bit of perspective about the whole thing. You know, it's still, yeah. I still want it to be relevant to my mum and dad when you go back to the farm and they say, well, well what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> like a commercial yeah. basis too. Yeah, nice. exactly. exactly. Have you, um, I guess, been directed or helped um, by mentors? Have you ever had much to do, like informally or formally? Yeah, I've, I've never, I guess, sat down and said, oh, you know, can you be my mentor? I wouldn't have a clue how to do that. But I've picked a few people in the industry who I admire them for their both scientific skills, their people skills. Um, they're good leaders and yeah. I, I try and work on projects with them. I, I've, my supervisor, I'm fortunate, you know, I've had a lot of mentorship from him and he's provided yeah. me a lot of guidance and the skills that I have. You know. Yeah, it seems like you two obviously click pretty well. Yeah, and I think, you know, just finding people that you, you have that common, um, you know, understanding and goals helps. As I said, it's never, I've never formally, you know, received yes. mentorship, but I guess asking for help and, forms, yeah. yeah, and just even things from how to properly write a cover letter to, you know, write up into the, how to submit a paper to a journal. I guess it's yeah. a wide range of things. And, yeah. yeah, definitely. Do you think having someone like, um, I guess, support you like that mm. has helped a lot? Yeah, for sure. I, I'm probably like maybe go about things in a bit of a simple, um, you know, perspective in that, in that things should just be fair and just and, and they're not. So negotiating political skills, um, kind of people skills, that's yeah. been really important to develop. Um, I could quite happily just poke along doing science, but there's a lot more behind it. And those yeah. things I've... I've needed to just um, be shown how to how to deal with and how to approach, you know, teams or projects or those kind of things, you know, in a way that's appropriate. Um, that's definitely yeah. helped. Yeah. How'd you go um, when you were overseas? Managing? Oh, it was. <laughs> you have support there? Did you? Yeah, you know? it was. It was fantastic. I was at. Um, so it's in the southern part of Vietnam. So not many tourists. Hardly any tourists. Not. Um, virtually no English speaking. So yeah. there are a few few academics there at the university that had um, 
they they could communicate because you know they spoke very well but you're still dealing on a day-to-day basis with a country that you can't understand the difference between you know on the shampoo or conditioner bottle or where an ATM is or what's a bottle of water or what's a bottle of methanol. I don't know. You just, you blunder your way through. Um, it was fantastic. It was really good experience dealing with um, both science and agricultural in a foreign country that's developing their skills themselves. So it was really eye-opening. Um, they're beautiful people and hopefully I can work there in the future um, on some projects there. But just really grateful for any help that we gave them um, and would often repay you with some pretty horrific rice wine that you know <laughs> seemed to, seemed to you know yeah, yeah. but uh, no it was it was a really good opportunity to kind of get out there I guess and do something a bit different yeah definitely it's very different it would have been awesome um mm. how do you go managing your time like you've obviously got a fair bit on yeah, so I think I set small achievable goals and, you know, whether that's within a day or a week or a month, um, things that, you know, I prioritise and they, they have to be done within that day. But I also, I'm a big believer in rewarding myself when it's being done and that might just be taking the dog for a walk or having a cup of tea or, you, you know, I... I need to identify when I'm working efficiently and get that quality work. But once I stop working efficiently and waste a bit of time and get distracted, I know it's time for me to have a break. Otherwise, yeah, exactly. when you start something happens. Yeah. yeah. So I think that, and just, you know, the whole working from home COVID thing, I found having structure. I get up, I go for a bike ride, I come back, I start work. You know, you, you have some sort of schedule, otherwise it's easy for the day to merge into nine o'clock, suddenly twelve o'clock, and then it's two o'clock. And, and then yeah, it's dinner time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. yeah. The goals and structure. Yeah. Similar way to how you prioritize. Yes. You know, yeah. 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 Yeah, I've got things that need to be done. Um, probably more things that rely on other people for feedback. Um, yep. so you know, those important things that you need other people to see and the turnaround time there takes priority and then the, you fill in the small bits with the other jobs. So, yeah, 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 working out really what needs to be done now and what takes a bit of time. I, I used to overestimate or underestimate how things... Yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, I'll just punch it in a day. Yeah, on, it'll only be an hour. Actually two weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. So. Time back and forth when there's... A few people involved too, I imagine, with and your research. No, definitely, a lot of yeah. definitely. Yeah. So, you know, we're at the moment drafting papers to be submitted to journals and and everyone needs to have an input. You, you wait for everyone to provide feedback and then you redraft and start the process again. So it's, you know, there's a lot of back and forth and, you know, that the lack of face-to-face uh, interaction slows things down. You know, there's only so much email and Zoom meetings can fill that capacity that yeah, a definitely. direct face-to-face conversation can have, I think. Yeah. yeah. So do you have any, I don't know, books, podcasts that you, you know, use or um, go back to? Um, yeah, I guess at the moment all of the things I read are related to what I'm researching, so it's pretty... Yeah. <laughs> 
Pretty heavy hitting stuff. It wouldn't be too much fun. Yeah, you know, there's no nice novels or anything like that. But I do um, do listen to, it's a bit bit geeky, but a few science podcasts and they're just really wide, you know, on all sorts of topics, you know, so you just get that kind of um, broad, anything from astronomy to why food is made the way it is and it's just a bit of a yeah. laugh. Um, yeah, exactly. Like it's exactly. a bit of your break time. Yeah, even it's yeah. yeah exactly. It's quite yeah. sciencey. It's a bit yes. of a... Yeah. Just a tune off for, from the stuff that I'm yeah. usually yeah. doing. So, yeah, nice. I, um, yeah, I do enjoy those kind of things, but definitely more, you know, once I'd say the submission's done, I might pull out a few old, you know crime novels out of the library shelf and have yeah, a read. Yeah. But at the moment, it's all just um, it's science. Yeah, yeah, about microbes and soil and things like that. So, yeah, yeah pretty, uh, pretty riveting hard. stuff for a Sunday read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So has there been a, a point or, or in time or something that you've, I guess, a lesson learnt um, where it's been probably learned the hard way um, yeah. yes yeah, and yeah, you've you've gone all right yeah so i i think um i think a compilation of all the errors i've made i've deducted that taking shortcuts never saves time and yes. i think that applies for everything life science experiments farm equipment you know you, you think you're taking a bit of a shortcut and it just ends up a disaster and in the end. It might be two days later or a month later. It always seems to come back and bite me. So I, um, I like to do – I'm a very time-efficient person, so I don't like wasting time. But I've had to stop and make myself think of the best way that's efficient but also thorough um, and not – not just cutting time out to quicken yeah, a job because I tell you what, there's nothing like turning around five weeks later and thinking you're done and having to start again. So, no, I couldn't agree with you more. We've got yeah. one that I use and with all the teams here that she'll be right. It's yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I like covering up my mistakes with she'll be right. but <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Yeah. I'm secretly uh, yeah. crying inside. <laughs> and for some reason in agriculture, we love to say she'll be right. Yeah. And she'll be right. So yeah. you think she'll be right because and you're I, cutting the Exactly. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. No, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think I come from a family that, I mean, just hit it with the hammer if it doesn't quite work. Just yeah. hit it a bit harder. And uh, I've, I've had to change that approach a little bit dealing with, you know, um, delicate research, you know, ideas and whether that's in a physical or a, or a structural capacity, yeah, just taking a yeah. bit more time to plan and, and making sure it's right at the start has yeah. been a hard lesson learnt, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I can, yeah, only relate to that. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the most underrated value? I, I um, genuinely believe that, Honest hard work is often overlooked. I work and deal in an industry that has some very intelligent people and, you know, they're incredible and I can only hope that one day 
I know half as much as they do. Um, but I've also seen some pretty inefficient work that's been done. And I think, you know, um, hard work doesn't go astray any day. And you can, you can't, I find it's harder to teach hard work um, than it is a lot of other yeah, skills. Yeah. 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 You can learn skills, but sometimes attitude. Yeah, it is. It is an attitude thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It, it really boils down to just, you know, and I know there's jobs that aren't, no one wants to do and they're, you know, but it is just, you've got to get them done and it's better to get them done with a positive or somewhat positive attitude because it just is so much more draining on everyone else when it's, when it's not that, it's, you know, a bit yeah. negative. Yeah. Makes oh, yeah. the day a bit longer. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I couldn't agree with you more there. Have you um, had an extremely proud moment where you've gone, oh, wow, I've just ticked a big box and this is a big part of my career? I, I've, you know, I, I think more so there was a moment and it wasn't an award or an achievement or anything like that, but it was when I was just presenting to a group of agronomists, I think it was, uh, one day, and I was standing there just presenting my research that I'd done many times before. And then I, I realised I was the expert in the room. And so I'd gone from always being the student and always listening to other people and, and um, having an opinion but never being bold enough or brave enough to put that opinion out there to realising I was the one that was getting asked for the advice and that turnaround moment of why I was there presenting was quite profound and I can remember, you know, exactly what slide I was on in the presentation and, and I was just kind of took a minute and thought, wow, <laughs> I, you yeah, know, all these people are looking, yeah, they're looking at me and, and I'm the one in the room that, that knows the most about this particular subject and I don't know much about anything else but <laughs> that particular subject, I was the expert and that was probably a moment, I think, that confidence that you develop I was probably most proud of. So, yeah, it's yeah, not nice. exactly a, yeah, yeah a, um, achievement, but it's that point in time where you said, wow, I'm, I've got such high respect for the people in the crowd and now they're yes. asking my opinion. Yeah, and, you know, one of them was my dad's agronomist and it's just, yeah. you know, it's, the tables kind of turn around. I thought, wow, like, this is really cool. I, I'd never ever thought that that would be a thing and, and it was, it was, you know, they're people that I really respect and have known growing up. So I was presenting to them and that was, yeah, that, that um, realisation was probably yeah, yeah, cool. pretty profound. Yeah, definitely, definitely. How would you describe your uh, leadership style? I am definitely someone that works well with leaders who lead by example and I like to think that's the way I lead as well. I yep. definitely do well, you know, I see someone, uh, a leader or a boss that does things, you know, to a high standard and then I find myself doing the same thing. And so when I'm leading a team or, or helping people, I find that that's what I try and do. Um, lead by example, show them that I care as much as they should do. And um, I, think, I think that's, yeah, I can only ever expect them to do as much as I would. Yeah, definitely. Actions mm -hmm. speak louder than words sometimes. Yeah, and that's just stemmed from the experience from having 
being led by other people. You kind of, you know, I think I always do better when it's a positive sort of environment rather than I don't, I don't do very well when people start yelling. Um, I run away a bit. So it's, yeah, I guess positive, um, you know, everyone, everyone's in there and, and yeah, that's, that's the way I hope that I, I lead. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. No. And I'm sure the hard work is also part of it too, whether you, yeah. yeah. For example, with hard work, I don't think too much for you would come easy. So yeah. Um, in hindsight, what would have you, looking back, what would you have told your 20-year-old self? Oh. <laughs> if it's work-related. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I think. Well, I'm, look, you know. <laughs> I, I think my advice would be don't, don't look for a, def, uh, don't define yourself by a job keep doing things that you love and the job will come. And, you know, maybe that's got to do with university or other courses or, you know, you're on the farm, you're leaving the farm and you're trying to find out what you like. Just keep yeah. doing things that you like and the job or your career will come to you. I spent yeah. a lot of time trying to define myself by something that was, you know, I, I said I was going to become an agronomist because that's what everyone did and, um, that is kind of what we were being trained to do. But by doing that, you limit yourself to so many opportunities, by, you know, putting that boundary around you. And I think, you know, if, if I'm, I'm still not, not sure where I'll end up, you know, I hope that it will continue to be in research. But I know I'll, I'll always love agriculture. And if I just keep doing and studying those kind of things, that, you know, something will come out of it. Um, yeah, I think that's, yeah. you know, don't worry so much. I, I know there's a lot of emphasis on school about, you know, having that career or picking the job, picking that, you know, very defined, I'm going to become a doctor or yeah, yeah, a nurse. But, but yeah. you block out so many things and agriculture is so diverse. There's not necessarily that many defined jobs. There's just a lot of opportunities and you never know where they'll come from. So you know, yeah, if definitely. you close yourself off, you're going to miss some cool things that come along. So, you know, no. be open-minded and passionate. Yeah, take the blinkers off and yeah, path, go for it. You and know, that's it. That's you're passionate about. Yeah, exactly. There's and as you know, agriculture is that sector that we have so much crossover from all sorts of commodities. So, don't limit yourself to to saying you're going to be one thing. You know. Yeah, that'd be my advice. <laughs> <laughs> to yourself. Yeah, yeah, just just a young young twenty year old Brooke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sit down and shut up and listen. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, what do you think the biggest challenge, I guess, for younger people in agriculture is right now? Oh well, right now, or well, what you see into the future as well? Yeah, I. This one's a, it's a hard one. Um, I think in a way our, you know, agriculture is controlled a lot by external factors that we have not much control over. So whether that's um, climate or politics, you know, all those things can very quickly change the direction that we're heading. And, you know, you only have to look how quickly things change with 
other countries imposing tariffs and how that closes down a market or, you know, I think that those external factors are hard and, they're, and they'll always be hard to control. They're probably out of our control, but it's being adaptable, I guess. And I guess, you know, we're probably, you know, as a young generation coming in, we're probably the best people, you know, we're coming in with a fresh mind and hopefully we can find ways around all of those things. But, yeah, I do, yeah, I do yeah, think yeah. it's... Yeah, unfortunately, it's things that are, you know, we can we can be the best farmers we can or the best, um, you know, invest in the business. You know, we can breed the best livestock. We can have the best management practices and we'll still have to fight with the markets, fight with other, you know, there's, there's people out there that don't like agriculture despite how, you know, good we try to make things and there'll always be those things that make it difficult for us as a young person to say, yeah, I'm, I'm in the agricultural sector and that's, you know, I've, I've had people, you know, try to jump down my throat about, um, you know, more sustainable options and it's hard when it's something I'm really passionate about, you know, improving the soil and improving our nitrogen use and things like that and people are still trying to tell me that I'm a bad person for, for growing things in the soil. <laughs> it's, that's, it's pretty tough. We're ideally just trying to feed feed the world, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. At the end yeah. of the day. No, it does make it very tough. And I think the the point you made about the being adaptable, I think that is yeah, so true. Yeah. You know, yeah. everything changed so fast now. Um, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. I I know that a lot of people were putting barley in, and all of a sudden, overnight, virtually, it was it was it's a different story you wake up the next morning and and it's that's how quick things change but you just have to find a new way around it and and um and as a sector i think that's what we're probably best at we're the eternal optimists aren't we yeah exactly exactly yeah. all right now just for some three fun questions no just to mix it up a bit. <laughs> um if you're an animal what would you be and why oh man this is <laughs> that's a hard one i um there's a lot of animals that run through my head, but I don't know if I do any of them justice. But I think I'd like to think if I was an animal, I would probably be a dog, but more specifically like a working dog. You know, I, you know, spend a bit of time. Yeah, like spend a bit of time outdoors, run around, have sleep in the sun, have you know a bit of food, and and um, be pretty happy with life. That sounds. It's pretty, it's pretty ideal to me. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, basically what I do, run around a bit outside and do a bit of work and <laughs> have dinner and sleep. So it's, good luck. Good luck. I'd, I'd go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would be the title of your autobiography? Ooh. Um, well, I'd probably have to something about the girl who plays with dirt, I guess. No, I don't play with fire or anything, but I do play with a fair bit of dirt. So maybe something along those lines or just yeah. uh, a general get on and hold on. I, yeah, like to keep pretty busy. So maybe just, <laughs> yeah, along those lines. I've, I haven't quite got to my autobiography yet. I'll I'll work on that in the future, um, you know. Yeah, it's only months, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll... <laughs> I'll put a bit of time to over harvest. I'll have a think. Yeah, exactly. Get back. Hopefully, to you. there's some long runs. 
Yeah, yeah, nice slow runs too, you know, good good yeah. uh, yields. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the last one, um, what? Oh, you're there? Oh, yep. Yep, sorry. Oh. The last one was what TV character or movie character is most like you? And oh, yeah, so, like, I'm probably the worst person with watching TV and movies, so I don't know... Uh, I always forget characters, but the one that comes to mind again is uh, probably Winnie the Pooh. Again, you know, he oh, yeah. he needs, if he doesn't get his honey, he's a bit unhappy. But, you know, don't don't complicate too many things. Um, you know, keep keep it all pretty in perspective and simple and, and life will do its thing, I think, you know. Yeah, I like it. I like Pot of honey. Yeah, I can't think of any <laughs> other cool people, so that'll have to do. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll be it. Yeah, we, we need a poo. Well, everyone loves yeah. winning the poo, so it's not Oh, yeah. I mean, how could you not? You can't go wrong. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And once he has his honey, he's happy. So, you know, I'll have, have well, my dinner and I'm, I'm fine. Sort of, no. Yeah, <laughs> pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, fantastic. Well, thanks so much. Um, I hope everyone else enjoyed it. I certainly did. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, yeah. that was fantastic. It was good fun. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, and thanks for thanks for joining us. So, yeah, that's it for this month. Um, everyone out there, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, send them through via the Facebook page or Twitter. And, um, yeah, look forward to another exciting podcast next month. So thanks, everyone. If you enjoyed this podcast, check out Propagate by the Young Farmer Business Program. Recorded in locations across New South Wales, it explores the business of primary production and the people who make it happen. Thank you.